Welcome to episode 26 of the Perfect Part Podcast. In this episode, I continue my conversation with Scott Fawcett. We discuss live golf and how it will impact the future of golf. Welcome to episode 26 of the Perfect Part Podcast. In this episode, I continue my conversation with Scott Fawcett. In this episode, we discuss live golf and how it will impact the future of the game. Let's jump in. So other than speed, what do you think the future of golf looks like? What do you think is going to come in that's new and maybe we haven't seen before? I mean, this is gonna sound terrible, but the first thing that popped in my head is just more people are gonna listen to what I teach. I mean, I mean, I mean, again, like Max Homa, like, again, it was comical to me that last week, here I am debating, again, these guys from Ping, they're, they're way smarter than I am, but when they, they're pro, and I actually did text Marty Jertson, who I, I really respect. It's funny because I definitely think of my ability as a player combined with my ability of studying course management and studying the math of the game. I think I'm in a, in a, in a class of about one or two people on the planet. And I would say that Marty's smarter than me with everything golf related, but I have studied course management in more detail than him. Um, but he's a better player than me. The guy made the cut in the PGA championship as a, as a club pro, like the dude can flat out play and he can flat out send it also. He's part of the Slack program, a saw show. He knows these guys are amazing. Um, but their position is that hitting it straight is optimal because we're optimizing with the driver because we're optimizing distance, which I agree. Technically, the definition of a fade or a draw is a glancing blow. That's why the spin axis gets knocked off, off, you know, off axis a little bit. So it is a glancing blow. But I do believe that predictability of curve is worth giving up a little bit of distance. I wouldn't say 30 yards, but a, a few yards, which I think the number is about three to five, maybe six with yeah. how I'm viewing it. Um, because, and this is what I was surprised at, is they're saying in their in their studies, their computer studies, that hitting it straight does produce a wider shot pattern, but the extra width and shot pattern does not negate the gain in distance. So in a computer model, hitting it straight is the optimal way to hit the driver. But I'm sitting here thinking to myself as we're kind of debating this, I'm like, I, I was floored. I mean, I literally was like, what? Even your computer model shows that the pattern's a little bit wider. So if a computer can't hit it straighter, now try being on the, on the 72nd hole on number 18 at TPC Sawgrass, yeah. and you don't know which way it's falling. Now, again, yeah. the shot pattern may in a computer only be a couple yards wider, I just believe that in reality, and this is again where I, I back to arguing with Finney, I do agree this is anecdotal. I, I'm saying I, I can't prove my side either, but I don't believe they can prove theirs either. And I'm just saying anecdotally with how I drive it, with how Keith Mitchell drives it, with how you watch the best players. And so I did, I did just think it was hilarious that the week I'm debating this and then Finney's trying to troll me on Twitter and here we go. Max Homa literally, when he, was, when he was mic'd up on Saturday in 13 Fairway, Trevor Inland says, you know, well, what kind of shape are we thinking here? And it, it wasn't even, he's like, it's a fade. It's always a fade. Like, duh. Like, I'm not even, that, that's a dumb question to, to me. Like, it's what Max is, obviously, Trevor, if you're listening, I don't think that was a dumb question. I think you're just, you know, let's get into this guy's head. But I'm saying, like, the way Max viewed it was like, I don't even consider that question. And it's funny because going back to Zalatoris, when I was uh, playing with him when he was a junior, so before I even caddied for him, I was I was documenting a lot of these threads on an online poker forum, a lot of these rounds rather. And it was just funny because I came across one looking for something else 
a couple months ago. And it was me talking about Will and, and he had made a comment. He was like, dude, playing with you is so boring because I know exactly what you're going to do on every single shot. And I was like, that's the point where Will has this paradox of choice because he can hit a million shots. And again, this is where he is a unicorn because he was also number one in strokes gain approach last year. So part of me also is like, yeah, he, but again, I do think you can work the irons. I want to make that very clear. I just think you need a good reason to, I do, I do believe that Will works his irons more than is necessary. I, it, I do believe it's also conceivable. His strokes gain approach would have been even better. Now, obviously the other argument would be that it would have been worse. Yeah, but of course. <laughs> number one, there's no reason he could not have done better by doing less. I, I do think that we try to work it too much. I have no idea what the question was. I was trying to think of how I was going to tie this, but what was the question there? I was trying to tie it back in all of a sudden. What other than speed uh, is going to, yeah, be it's big. It's going to be everybody working the driver one direction. I mean, again, it's funny because if you go back to when Bryson won the US Open, I posted right after it. I was like, the next couple of years on tour are going to be absolutely comical because 100% of players are going to chase distance and the vast majority of them are going to get it wrong. They're going to just start trying to swing harder. And that's not what it is. You have to get your body ready and then you have to do speed training. And then the, it, it just, you accidentally start hitting it harder. And it was funny. I did not expect Rory to be the first one to start driving it terrible. And then it was like at Bay Hill or something like four or five months later, he was like, you know, I just started trying to hit it harder. And I'm like, well, dude, you're at about mid one eighties. Like, again, you're not the biggest guy. You're already really fit. He's not going to, you're not going to get more fit than Rory. Like, I think you're kind of at your number already. Um, so I, I definitely think, but, but, oh, I was, I was trying to think where I was going with that. He also said, you know, I'm going to try to only play a fade. And then it's like, well, that didn't work. I don't think he's taking any of his ideas from A to Z. He's taking them in like A to about G and like, yeah. well, that's not quite right. Dude, you gotta, you gotta stick with this for like a year. And then yeah. once you just own it again, I don't care. He seems like he would sling a draw better than, than fading it to me. I, I'm, again, I'm totally. That's what he's always done. Yeah. yeah. But the, the one thing that I will say that I, the reason I, I I'm not going to say I prefer a fade, but the one thing that I do like about a fade is if I fade my driver, I can draw my three wood by just playing it back in my stance a little bit. Yeah. So you wind up having two shapes off the tee. That's not the same with, if you're drawing your driver, I, I think it's harder to have a three wood or something set up that is set up for fades just because of ball position. But again, I, I'm not a club fitter. I don't, I don't teach. So maybe it's actually, no, it's nothing more than just getting an open face three wood. Like I, it, it might be right. that simple. I really don't know. Yeah. So other than, than speed, which has been a big talking golf, of course, last year, live coming around kind of messed up the whole golf world. What are your overall thoughts on live? Is it good for golf? Is it good for golf? No. I mean, I, I don't watch much golf, and I didn't really care when the first live tournaments were played, but then the first whatever tour event, whether it was Sawgrass or whatever it was, where everyone should have been there, I was friend was like, oh, this does kind of suck, not having DJ and Brooks. Like DJ and Brooks are probably two of, if you said write down your favorite players, DJ and Brooks are coming out in the top five for sure. I mean, it would literally be like Zalatoris. I think it'd be Zalatoris, DJ Brooks. I really do actually think that would be my top three Tiger, notwithstanding, obviously, but I don't consider him a full-time player. But I think those would be my top three. So it really sucks to not have them there. But what I don't understand in the argument, and this is where I'm not going to get political, don't worry. But if the argue, the only argument against it is the Saudis are bad people, they do bad things. 
okay, well, we don't have to go that far back in our country's history. It's a little blemished <laughs> at a minimum. And do, do we want, I don't know how long slavery lasted in this country, but it was too long. It was, it was however many years too long. And if we had had somebody like, hey, you know, and around the world, like we were more global community, like, hey, you really shouldn't do that. Maybe we would have figured it out quicker. If we want them to join, you know, we want to get rid of terrorism. We want to get, you know, women's rights over there. If we want to help them be better people, shutting them out on an island is not going to work. You, then you get North Korea and that's not good. You don't want North Korea with a shitload of money. <laughs> like that's, that's a bad thing. So from a political standpoint, I think it's one of the best things that the world can do. I, I, I really believe that as a lay political scholar, but I want them to be better people just like everybody else does. So I think we have to support them, not isolate them. Do you think Liv will survive? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't see how it wouldn't. I mean, they just have so much money. And now at this point, so many egos. I just... This is where it's hard because, again, like professional sports, almost by definition, everyone's like the PJ Tour is a monopoly. I'm like, yeah, that's what professional sports are. Yeah. The NFL failed because we only want to watch the best players play football. I don't really care about the second tier. I don't need to watch football <laughs> year round. Yeah. I, but they've got so much money and they're throwing it around so aggressively. And Greg Norman is never like, I bet he would fund it himself for a year just to not lose an argument. Um, and I would assume the Saudis have got some ego involved also. I can't imagine how it w will fail. Because at some point it does, I mean, again, like I, I watched a little bit of a broadcast. I don't get the team competition aspect, but I guess some people are actually enjoying that. Again, like I as a I'm not a golf purist, obviously, by any stretch of the imagination, but I do think that golf is an individual sport. I even think that college golf is comical, like, you know, like it's a it's it's a team sport, but it's just not um, right. You're rooting for your team. But if you ask any player in the NCAAs in a blind ballot, you can finish second individually and your team can win or you can finish first individually and your team gets second. Yeah, I'd be stunned in a blind ballot if that's not 90 percent the player win. I mean, maybe I'm the asshole, but I would certainly take the win. I don't, I don't know. Right. I really don't know yeah. if that's me just confirming to the world I'm a bad guy, but it's a, it's an individual sport, man. <laughs> right, right. But 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 to the to the telecast and stuff. I thought you know Frank Nabilo actually he and I were texting last week while I was at the PGA show, and he told me that they had did a dry run on Tuesday with Max, and I was like. With, with the, you know, with the, with the AirPod in, I was like, that's brilliant because everybody practices with AirPods in it. I mean, it's not like that's going to distract him. And if, as long as, Hey, Trevor, you're the only one that's talking in his ear. So it's not like he's going to a control booth and Trevor, Hey, shut up while he's hitting a shot. I think Trevor can handle that. He seems like a pretty astute golfer. I thought it was brilliant. And I don't think it's a distraction for Max. And I actually, I, I really, I almost, I, I thought this, I checked the odds on Max because normally I think that all the gambling stuff is just stupid. The odds are ridiculous. But I really did think to myself consciously, this guy's going to be hyper-focused. I mean, he's going to be telling the, the world, here's what I'm trying to do. I really thought that there was a good chance he wins. Like, as good of a chance as you're ever getting on the PGA Tour since win rates are so low. But here's a guy that's, uh, yeah, he's won six times in the last three or years or however long it is. But he's, his win rate is still low. 
And the fact that he did win when mic'd up, I don't think that's a coincidence. But I also think that that's instructive for a kid like you or whoever other kids are listening to this. The guy was really focused. I think that's 90% of the battle in golf. Back to the idea of not hitting outlier shots. I do believe that the vast majority of outlier shots are all either working the ball the other direction, you weren't quite clear on exactly what you were trying to do with the shot, or you just weren't paying attention. Again, it's all relative to your skill level. I mean, like, so if you're a 10 handicap, your worst 15% of shots are one of those things. As a, as a plus four, the worst 15% of my shots are those things. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Perfect Par Podcast. You can find out more about my guest in this episode and where you can find them in the episode description. If you want to view the entire interview now, you can do so at theperfectpar.com. You can also find out more about me and shorter podcast clips on my Instagram at carter.strout or my Twitter at carterstrout.